It's time to dig in and discuss the questions on the minds of today's leaders. You are listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. This is where we get vulnerable, raw, and authentic about the stuff that really matters. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Reeson. Welcome to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we're here on Inspired Choices Network with a fun, packed show today. Today, we're talking about working with people who lack self-awareness and why this is so important is that oftentimes we work with the office jerk. You guys, you know what I'm talking about, the office jerk, the person that's just maybe really smart, very intellectual, but just doesn't get it. And this is something that 99%, so there's a survey done by Harvard. You guys know that's one of my favorite places to to find studies. But 99% of people that work in an office environment, they studied 467 people, 99% said that they worked with somebody who had a high intellect, but just didn't get it, didn't understand how they impacted people around them. And so we said that 99% had at least one of those, but get this, half of 467 people studied, half of them said they worked with four people or more like that. Can you even imagine? Probably because based on statistics, that might be you. (laughs) You might be the one that has four or more people around you. Now I'm just gonna go on this assumption today that I'm not talking to the office jerk. I'm talking to the person that is self-aware because if you found this show, that tells me that you have some awareness. And so let's start today by defining what self-awareness is. Self-awareness is when we understand our impact on the world around us, which means how we show up, how we believe we show up, how we believe, the key word there being believe, how we how I believe I show up when I am self-aware, I understand that that may not be how I actually show up. So when I'm self-aware, what I how I believe that I show up may not actually be how I show up. And so self-awareness is understanding that there may be a gap. There may be a gap there, meaning how I want to show up and how I actually show up for other people. So other people's experiences. So we hear the word empathy, right? Empathy, meaning that I can understand someone else's point of view, empathetic. So that is really powerful. But what happens when someone else doesn't appear to really get it? That's a big problem, obviously, based on statistics. And it creates incredible frustration in the workplace. It actually decreases morale and it increases your employee turnover. So this is a huge problem. I mean, let's just, let's just put this into plain words. I don't want to work with the person that just is a jerk or doesn't want to be at the office. Let's give some examples of what this could look like. Like you go into the office and let's just say pre-COVID or even for those that are in the office now, we're all in different positions with COVID, right? So we go in and it is the office snack day and everyone gets to bring a snack. But you know the person that doesn't bring the snack, but sure shows up with the plate to eat everybody else's snack. First person in line probably cut everybody else off because they were so excited about office snack day, donut day. I mean, there's a food day for everything, isn't there? And 
and we'll see with COVID whether we go back to that or not. When I was an intern, so this has been like eons ago, I was an intern at an advertising agency and my desk had the treat full. So if somebody brought in donuts, it would go on my, it's like a cubicle that I had. So I had this cubicle and then I had this filing cabinet and this treat bowl was on top of the filing cabinet. Somebody brought donuts in, they went in the treat bowl. Somebody brought candy in, it went in the treat bowl. So it created a way for people to come and meet me because they were always coming into my cubicle. But I also noticed who came in and what they did there. And I noticed this one lady, she would come in and she would stand next to the treat bowl and she didn't have anything nice to say. Everything that came out of her mouth was ridicule, criticism, not of me, but of just the environment around. And what I, what I realized was like this person would be, would be labeled as somebody that was toxic, meaning it doesn't matter what happens. This person is going to spew out negativity. And the thing is, is this person, do they really understand their behavior and the impact it has on others? Maybe, maybe not. And that's where we get into this, this two parts of being unaware. Okay. So there's being unaware and then there's don't care, (laughs) being unaware and don't care. And if I'm in the category of being unaware, maybe I just don't realize that I am in this negativity spiral. Maybe I don't at home, something happens in the morning that triggers me and I bring that to work and I don't even realize it. And it's not with people that are unaware, they actually don't want to impact people in a negative way. And I use the word negative, meaning it's not productive to where they want to go. They don't want to do that. They just don't even realize that they actually have that impact. So they're not, they're not receiving feedback probably because nobody's giving it to them. And so when they actually get interrupted, they'll shift. So that's the unaware category. But then there's the don't care category. And the don't care category is truly your office jerk. They just show up how they are and they don't really care what anybody else thinks. Think of the, the high school jock. And there's probably movie, you know, there's tons of movies written about the high school jock. It's the, the quarterback that maybe has gotten beaten in the head a few too many times and just mean. Like how he shows up, he just doesn't care what anybody else thinks. I actually, I think I've shared this story uh, in previous episodes and I'll share it again. I was working with a, a client. So I was coaching this client. They says, this is a, in a manufacturing firm, he says, I had these two guys who one of them, every day he would show up to work and he would do his job. But this other guy wanted to provoke him every day. This other guy would tell him what he wasn't doing right. Right. So, so this manufacturing firm, there's a product they're producing and there is a pathway to do it. So there is, we create this product in this way. So there's a systemized process and this, this guy, let's call him Bob. He would go to this guy, let's call him Joe. So Joe is my guy that shows up every day. Bob is the one that wants to point out everything that he's doing wrong. Bob comes to Joe every day. And Bob says, Joe, did you know that you're not doing that well? Joe, did you know that your shoe's not tied? Joe, did you know that your haircut looks weird? Joe, who would wear red today? It's blue day. They would have different colors 
of shirts that they would wear based on the day. Like these are actual conversations. I'm not making this up. These are actual conversations that would happen. And so what happened was Joe got so frustrated about working with Bob. He got so frustrated that he would go home every night and he would share at the dinner table what was happening at work. And Joe's wife and his high schooler would listen to this conversation. And one day, Joe's high schooler got so frustrated about Bob saying these things to his dad that he went to school and he found Bob's son, who was also a high schooler, and he beat him up. He beat him up. And he says, so so Joe's son says, I'm going to take care of this. Now, this is my client that I'm talking to at the manufacturing firm. And what happened was the school called Bob and Joe, so both their dads, had him come down to the high school and explain what was going on. Now, Bob's son, you know, in this scenario, he didn't do anything. It was his dad that was provoking Joe, Joe coming home and bringing it home. And then his son goes and beats up the other son. Now the high school's involved and the high school wants to get to the bottom of this. Well, the high school figures out that this behavior is really rooted at work. They call up my client and they say, this has to stop. And my client calls me and says, what do I do? And so let's just break this down. Bob being this office jerk, the reality is, is he coachable? Is he coachable? And, and so that was what my client got to figure out. Is he unaware? or don't care? Which category does he fall into? And so we dug into this. He said, okay, if he's unaware, he might not realize the impact of his comments. Because some people believe, it's not my belief, but some people believe that leadership gets to happen by fear. A healthy dose of fear will always motivate somebody. That is something that people can say. Again, I don't prescribe to that theory, but I get that some people do. And so we, so Could that be what's going on? In this case, Bob, no. He wasn't open to feedback. So he said, Bob, do you see what could possibly have transpired? My client, he says this to Bob. And Bob says, Joe, he must have told his son to beat my son up. This is not okay. Joe has to be removed. Joe needs to be fired. And my client says, what am I supposed to do? Do I fire Joe? So whoa, 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 step back here. Step back. And we looked at this from a holistic perspective. What's actually going on here? And when we peeled back the layers, the client could see, okay, so so Bob has been provoking Joe and it hasn't been interrupted. Does Bob see that his behavior is provoking Joe? Does Bob see it as something that gets to change? And so my client goes and asks Bob, he says, do you believe that, that you have a responsibility in this? No, no, no. This was all Joe. He didn't see it. And he says, so my client says to Bob, are you willing to dig into this with me? Are you willing to see your role in this? And Bob says, no, no, not at all. This is all Joe's fault. And so my client says, what do I do? And I said, it's time to let Bob go. Because Bob is not open to coaching. And I'll say this, I've said this multiple times on the show, but when you're not open to coaching, 
When you are in the don't care category, get them out, get them out. Support them in finding work somewhere else because in your company, we want to grow the people that are in the unaware category into the aware category. We can teach self-awareness, but what we can't teach is when people aren't open. And so that's the key. How do we know? Like, here's some common signs of unaware people versus don't care people. So unaware people, they may not be open to feedback because they don't know what feedback is. And so when we say to them, are you open to feedback? Their first reaction in any of those categories, maybe like, no, back it up. Uh, and it's a warning sign. Like what's going on here? They just don't know what it is. And so, so hearing the, the don't care person, you'll never get past that. But the unaware pe person really does want to improve. And so then we get to be curious. So, Bob, do you see that you had any sort of part in this? So if Bob answered yes, then we're starting to see this opening for feedback. So be very curious in that process. Another one is that if they're having a difficult time being empathetic, placing themselves in someone else's shoes. So that same question, do you see your role in how this played out? Or a lot of times when we're in coaching conversations, what I'll say is, are you open to reframing the conversation? Are you open to reframing the conversation? And somebody that's, that's aware will be, yeah, let's do it. Bring it on. Somebody that's unaware will be open to it. Somebody that doesn't care will shut you down. So if you're starting to see this pattern of the person that it just does not want to be open to it, they may, it may not be still not that they're a bad person. It's that they have this history and these patterns that they're up against that they're not willing to break through, which means they're not open to coaching. And in that case, get them out of here. So I'm, I'm not saying go fire half your staff. I'm saying let's identify who's open to coaching and who's not. That's how we start to understand this unaware versus don't care. And there's a few more different, uh, different scenarios or different, let's call them symptoms that we can look at if you're seeing against with these people that are either unaware or don't care. And you're wanting to identify, is this somebody that's unaware? Is this somebody that doesn't care? I've got a few more that we'll go through. But before we do that, we're going to go on a quick break. So enjoy this quick break. You're listening to the Kathleen recent show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. Today, we're talking all about self-awareness and how to work with people in the office that maybe, maybe they're not as self-aware as we'd like them to be. All right, go on this quick break. I'll talk to you in a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on The Kathleen Reeson Show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. 
Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reason Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership. And today we've been talking about the working with the people that are unaware. So going back to those levels of awareness, there's self-aware, then there's unaware, and then beside that, there's don't care. And so what we've been talking about is if you've got somebody that you know, maybe is maybe is highly intellectual, like they get what they're doing from a skill level perspective, they get it. But from a uh, an awareness perspective, how they're impacting other people, they are not really that great at that. And so then the question is, are they unaware of their impact or they just don't care because unaware people are open to coaching. They actually want to make an impact on other people in a way that's healthy and productive, but the don't care people, they, that's your office jerk. They truly don't care. And so right before the break, we talked about how the unaware or the, the don't care, they're not open to feedback. We talked about, they have a difficult time being empathetic. And so one of the points that I want to bring up now is that we, we see in these don't care group that they have a one size fits all message. We even see this in unaware too. Uh, but what we see is they just, they don't get it. Like they say one message. I talk a lot about communication styles, how there's four different communication styles to land a message. There's the promoter. I'm super excited. Yay. Oh, you're lit up. You don't know what you're lit up about, but you are lit up. There's the controller of this is how we're going to do it. Let's move forward. You want to follow them, but you really are kind of like, feel like they might hit me or cross me. So you got to watch that controlling behavior because it definitely creates action and movement, but it can also create a sense of they don't really care about me. Then you've got your supporters that really are relational. And I would use more vulnerability and storytelling so that people say, oh, they get me. So, so you'll feel like, wow, you'll feel great, but you want to actually create action. And then you can land a message to analyzers, which is total details. I'm going to give you the meat and the potatoes, the statistics. But oftentimes analyzers get into analysis paralysis. And so in that case, we're not moving forward. So there's four different communication styles that you can land a message in. The goal of somebody who's highly self-aware is that I will play in each of those categories. I will be a promoter and then I will land those details and I will land them with urgency and action to get you going but I'll also be vulnerable and share these stories, change my tone so that I'm constantly in all four of those categories. And when I do that, I attract all of the audiences, knowing that the people that wanted the details got them, knowing the people that wanted to be seen, heard, and understood, the supporters, they got that, knowing that the, the controllers that just want to move forward, they got the message. And knowing the people that really just want to be excited and lit up, they got that too. So now I've touched on all of these different audiences, but that's a lot. And that's somebody that's highly self-aware about how their message lands. Somebody that's in the unaware or don't care category, they just don't get that. And they speak from one perspective, which is their dominant perspective. So if they are a controller, they're only speaking from this perspective. Come on, guys, let's go. What do you not understand about this? Which can seem awfully harsh. Or they're only speaking from this lit up. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is so exciting. 
in that promoter space, there's no credibility. I want to go somewhere, but I don't know where I'm going and where are you taking me? And then you can go from the analyzer space, heavy details, but we don't actually move anywhere or, or the supporter. So it works in any of those, but the people that are in the, the don't care or the unaware categories, they're only utilizing one, one of those styles, which means they lose most of their audience up to 75% of their audience never gets hurt. And so that's it. When people say, I just don't get them or they don't get me, or they're not effective at creating results. Generally, it's a big gap in this awareness piece. So they're, they're in that unaware or they don't care. And then we go to, do they understand what the other methods are? Are they willing to learn them? Are they willing to learn them? And if the answer is yes, then they go into the unaware space. If the answer is no, I'm not willing to learn them. This is my message and this is how I'm going to state it. And I'm going to bring in the people that want to hear it. And so I will bring in that style and that style only. That's the don't care category. That's the don't care category. And that is not how we produce great leaders in our companies. So, so hear this, like there's a theme here. And if you have somebody in the unaware category, it's okay. That's a lot of the working world. And we can move them to the self-aware category, which means that we can decrease this frustration. We can increase that employee morale. Uh, did you know, like, here's something that I found fascinating, that when we have unaware people, we cut a team's chance of success in half because we're lumping unaware and don't care together. So when we can pull out the people that do care and we can coach them, we can move them into the awareness category, all of a sudden our success rates go up dramatically. There's a formula that I follow. It's actually, it's the one that I, I've created this formula. I should say it that way. Uh, you've all been familiar with revenue, less expenses is profit, right? Revenue, less expenses are profit equals profit. That's a standard accounting term, financial success of a company, know your profit. So revenue minus expenses equals profit. Very basic statement. But what I believe is that the balance sheet and the income statement actually tie together. Okay. And here I'm going to show you the formula to the link. It's purpose plus people equals profit. Purpose plus people equals profit. Purpose is understanding where we're headed. Where are we as a company headed? Are the people aligned to it? So awareness would be, do I understand where we're headed? Okay, if I'm showing up and I'm in the unaware category, I know that I show up for my job and my job only. I'm not aware of what anybody else is responsible for. And I certainly don't know what's happening for the company. Okay, so when my entire company knows where we're headed, which means we got to work on that awareness piece, we got to get everybody on board to, to be able to hear it. So now our purpose is aligned plus people. Okay. This is our people, our emotional intelligence. There's two main factors that I look at when I look at people and it's, are we coaching them on accountability and focus accountability and focus because when people are accountable and they're focused, so they know what, what their lane is and they're held to that lane. So they know their, their space, then you can create profit purpose plus people equals profit. So yes, I get the income statement, but it's actually linking because purpose and, and people are, in, in my opinion, things that can be, they are metrics that can be put on the balance sheet. Not like people as in we have 350 employees or 3,700 employees or whatever that is. I mean, 
accountability and focus can actually be measured within a company. It can actually be measured. And so now we're starting to get some metrics that when I'm going to look at the health of a company, I'm going to look at these things and see how important they are. But I'll tell you underneath all of this, I can't have accountability and I can't have focus. And I certainly can't have purpose if I don't have awareness. If I don't have awareness, which is saying quite simply, if I don't have awareness, I don't have profit. The higher the awareness, the higher the profit. The higher awareness, the higher the profit. The higher the awareness, the higher the profit. Those things are are linked together, which means what we're talking about today is so critical. And so when we have these people that are aware, they get where we're headed as a company, they understand their role. Like this is ideal. This is like thinking about the white picket fence, like the perfect house. This is your perfect business. And so it's, we can teach it. That's the thing I want you to take away from today. We can teach awareness. There was another statistic this, that was done uh, a bunch, I don't remember the total pool of people that were interviewed, but this is another study from Harvard Business Review. And it said that 95% of business leaders thought they were aware, but only 10 to 15% actually were. I mean, look at those numbers. That is crazy to see that gap. We've got a gap of like 80%, 80 to 85% of people that say, I think I'm aware, but they don't actually understand how other people experience them. So another, another way to look at it is that people that are unaware or don't care, they believe that their contribution and their performance are greater than how others perceive it. And they take credit for things that maybe weren't all them. I'm in a conversation a couple of weeks ago with a lady that's on our city council, like really nice lady. I hadn't had the chance to meet her yet. We're having this conversation and uh, she was telling me about her contribution to the city council. And I was really proud of, of what had happened, what, what she had been able to, to create. And, but I looked at it as what the city council as a whole had been able to create. It's not one person. When you're playing on a team, it's no longer individual contributor. It's team contributor. So even if, even if I'm on that team and I carry more of the weight, it's about team contribution. And I noticed in the conversation, one of the things that this woman had said was, oh, I'm responsible for that perk that you're enjoying. I am responsible for that. You can thank me for that were the exact words. And so I heard that and I thought, well, that's really interesting. Now, this is not a bad woman or a poor city council member. It's, it's none of that. It's that, that she's still seeing individual contributor in a team. And, and so she's not releasing that, that individual and willing to play team fully. Now, what, what would happen in your companies? I think about this because this is happening all the time where our individual contributors are still being are still taking that credit for what the team creates. What happens? A lot of people get frustrated. You know, we work together. So, so think about the team result that was created. If you've got somebody walking around saying, you can thank me for that, like that's on, that's on me, that becomes a real problem because they say, well, that person, I, I have, didn't credit me for that. And all of a sudden they're frustrated. And they think, why am I working so hard when this person's taking all the credit for it? And guess what happens next time a big initiative comes up? Are they going to put the same level of commitment towards it as they did last time? Probably not. 
that's what we see happening. And so that becomes a real challenge. And this is what we're talking about. It's the self-awareness piece, being willing to play team fully. Now, in this case, I can tell you with this woman, it's not that she doesn't care. She's not in the don't care category. She's in the unaware. She doesn't, she didn't realize that when she said, you can thank me for it, the impact that it would have on other people. So by simply saying, hey, are you open to feedback? And she said, oh, well, yeah, yeah. So do you, did you hear your words that you just said? And she, she repeated them. I said, how do you think that that would make X and X, all these other city council members feel when you're, when you're taking credit for that? She goes, well, I mean, I, I, I started the initiative. Great. And how would that make them feel? And so she could then place herself from, from an empathy perspective into the other person's shoes and see how, oh, that robs them of any part that they had in this. And so now we're getting somewhere. Now we're seeing the impact of the words that are coming out of our mouth. And when we can get there, we are moving from the unaware to the self-aware. And now all of a sudden, our future is dictated based on our awareness. So next time I come across the same scenario and these words come out of my mouth about you can thank me, it won't be you can thank me, it will be that was such an awesome result that we created as a council. I was very proud to bring that initiative to the council. And I am in gratitude to the council for our hard work in creating this. It's really about celebrating the team effort, knowing that you're a part of that team and really embracing team. So that's a move from awareness, from, from unaware to self-aware. And that's our goal. But remember, if you've got these don't care people in here, you're not going to be able to move them. You're not, you can't get somebody from don't care to aware. It just doesn't happen. And that's why companies, we see this frustration. We see the cut, the, the team's chance of success cut in half because nobody wants to play with somebody that's going to rob all the credit. We don't want to do that. That sounds horrible, horrible. Yeah, exactly. We have so much more to talk about in this topic, but we're going to go on a quick break. And when we get back, we'll dig in even deeper. As you are listening to the Kathleen Reeson show, Pushing the Boundaries of Leadership, and we are talking all about how to work with that person that's just not aware. Enjoy this quick break. I'll talk to you in just a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows, along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, 
Join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm your host, Kathleen Reeson, and we are talking all about how to work with people that are unaware. Those people that may be highly intellectual, but they just don't get how to, well, their impact on others. Let's just leave it at that. They don't get their impact on others. And so now that we've, we've identified the difference between those that are unaware and don't care. So let's just take the office jerks that don't care people out of the equation. Now what you've got in front of you are people that are just unaware. Like they want, they truly want to leave an impact of some, with someone that's going to support them. And when I say that, let's even break that down. I've heard this term lately. Maybe you guys have heard it. Let's double click on that. <laughs> and it makes me laugh when I hear it. But it's the whole concept of if there's something that you want to know more about drilling down. And so there's this, this speak that's come up of, well, let's double click on that, meaning let's go deeper. <laughs> it, it makes me smile. So let's double click on this. When I say these results are leaving an impact that's going to be productive. I mean, each one of us have a place that we want to go, whether it's work or life, we have a desire or a direction that we want to go. Now, all of our time horizons are different, which means I may think about what I want to create today. And I may think about what I want to create a week from now. And I may think a month or a year or five years or 10 years or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50. And each of those lengths of time are called time horizons. And so you'll see that based on how we've shown up to date in life, our time horizons vary greatly, which means I may be, I may have a time horizon, high horizon of a day. And somebody else may have a time horizon of a week. And somebody else may have a time horizon of a month. And the way that you can tell the difference between these time horizons is you ask them when you give tasks to people or you give goals, look at how long they're able to be successful. How long are they able to hold that focus before it's gone? So remember the squirrel moments? I, I can focus on something, but then we say squirrel and something else grabs our attention. Really big challenge with entrepreneurs. They start out in one area, something distracts them. They go down a different path, something distracts them. And so while we don't see entrepreneurs making it to year one, year three, year five, year 10, because they're not focused, it's the same thing with it's just human nature. So we see the same thing in employees. And so it's about how do we plan our days? If we're giving people tasks that are, this is what you're going to create for the next six months, and they have a time horizon of a day, and then we get mad at them for not completing the tasks, and we say, how come you can't remember this? Then we're the ones that are self, that we are the ones that are unaware. Not the person in front of us, it's us. And so understanding someone's time horizon is really important to being aware. And so how that would look is, for me, I have a very long time horizon. You and I could sit, could sit and talk about what, what life's gonna be like five years or 10 years from now what business is going to be like five years or 10 years, what the economy is going to look like five years or 10 years from now. But if I'm talking to my eight-year-old, I'm not going to talk about five years or 10 years from now. He's 80. He hasn't even lived 10 years. So I'm not going to talk about 10 years from now. If I told him what we'd be doing by the end of the week, that's so long away in his mind. I don't even say by the end of the day. Typically, I say by lunchtime. By lunchtime. 
and I give him smaller chunks because that's how he wants to see it. He wants to know what we're doing by lunchtime. He actually plans out his snack breaks. He says, I, I eat at 10, noon, three, and six. That's how he focuses his day, 10, noon, three, and six. And if you said to him, hey, would you like to go to the park at, at uh, 11.45 today? He'd say, well, that sounds fun, but I have to be back for my, for my lunch at noon, or I could take my lunch with me, but he's very focused on that. If you said tomorrow, he wouldn't, he doesn't know his plans that far. So his time horizon is very short. Well, think about that at work with employees. Each of us has varying time horizons and our job is as their coaches is to understand what their time horizon is. Because when I know that, when I'm aware of that, then I can plan based on that. Then I can give goals and I can, I can support them in what they want to create based on that. So I'm not saying 10 years from now, what's your goal? One of my first questions when I was interviewed out of college, I was in, still in college at the time, and somebody said, what does success look like five years from now? And it was such a silly question because, I mean, well, well yes, I, they're wanting to know if I can future cast, but I've been in college for the last four years. If I rewind five years... I was a senior in high school five years before that question was asked. So a lot has transpired. How could I possibly forecast at that point in my life what the next five years was going to look like? like? Come on. If they would have said, where do you want to be two years from now or a year from now? I can forecast that at that point in my life. But five years or 10 years from now? I, have, I just don't have enough experience to be able to forecast that because our forecasting and our vision comes from our experience. So time horizons can be lengthened for sure, but it is directly related to the experience that you've had. So think about the employees around you. Are you giving them really long plans and growth goals and then frustrated because they lose focus? With my clients, when I'm executive coaching, a lot of times what happens is I give them weekly, so in between our meetings, they'll have weekly homework. Now, most of them, that's fine. It's no big deal. But what I've noticed, quick drink, what I've noticed <coughs> is that some of my clients, they'll lose focus within a few days. They'll call or they'll text or they'll email and they'll say, okay, this came up. What do you think about this? And they're looking at re at tweaking where we're at. It's not a bad thing. It's just noting where their time horizons are. And is that aligned with where they're headed? Do we get to lengthen the time horizon? Because if you want to be in an executive functioning role, your time horizon gets to be pretty long. So think about that. Think about the people around you and are we coaching to these time horizons because they're really important in awareness. Another thing that's really important is developing trust with the people around you because the, the only way that we can land feedback is if the person around us trusts us. Now, trust doesn't have to take forever to develop. You can develop trust in an instant with someone, in an instant, and it's about connection. Remember earlier in the show when I was talking about communication styles and how we get to land a message, the people that are aware land a message in all four of those communication styles. The people that are unaware will speak from their one communication style. Well, developing trust in people will come from the supportive communication style. Okay, the supportive communication style, the one where I am being vulnerable, I am, <coughs> excuse me, I am sharing who I am. 
I am opening up. I am telling relatable stories. I am reaching into the person and saying, I hear you. I feel you. I see you. That style develops trust quickly. And so those of us that we can, that can, that can flex into that space, that can see the support and we can all learn how to flex. That's our natural style. We can all learn how to, how to flex when we can do that. That is powerful because then we can develop trust in an instant. For those of us that haven't yet learned how to flex into that supporting style, for those of us that, that still get to learn that piece, then it may take a little bit longer to develop that trust. It's about stopping by calling them, asking them how they are, talking about something that has nothing to do with work. That will develop trust, knowing that you have their back, knowing that in a, in a challenging situation, you're there for them. That may take months or years to develop, but you can develop it in an instant. So just know that trust can be developed in an instant. And when you have trust, then that person that is unaware, and when you say, are you open to feedback? Are you open to feedback? Then there'll be a yes. There'll be a yes. And it's really challenging. You guys, I was in a conversation last week and I could see what was in the way for this, this, one of my clients that was in front of me. I could see what was in the way for them. And even though, even with my clients, I don't take for granted that just because we're in a client relationship, that mentor-mentee type relationship, that they're just totally open to feedback all the time. And my client was in a really vulnerable share. She was sharing with me something that had occurred and I could see what was in the way. I could see what was stopping her from exact what she wanted. And I said, are you open to feedback? And she said, no. And as much as I wanted to go in and I wanted to support her because it was right there, I I could see it. And I knew that we could break through it and that she would create what she wanted. In in this case, it was inner work. But she said no. And so as a coach, one of the things that I got to do was shut up and listen because that wasn't the moment. Now, a few minutes later, we went through the same process. And I said, are you open to feedback? And she said, yes. And that was powerful because then I got to deliver the feedback, but I can't miss the moment. And when somebody says, no, I don't get to deliver that feedback. And so trust supports with that, but it's also, it's also knowing when feedback is desirable. So I know I told you that that don't care piece no, this is not triggering a don't care. This person wasn't going into don't care, but this person was in that unaware space and they wanted to move to the aware space, but they weren't ready yet. And so when you hear that, it means shut up as a coach, just, just quiet your mouth. <laughs> don't say anything, hold your breath and then move forward. That's powerful. So what, what happened, I delivered, when you deliver feedback, uh, in this case, you, anytime you're going to deliver interruptive feedback, you want to be in person. And I don't mean you have to be physically in person, but I mean, deliver the feedback either on the phone, via Zoom or meetings or some way where they can, can physically see you. Because somebody that's going from unaware to aware, that hearing that on a, a text message or an email, tone can change significantly. Again, this is part about being, on, being aware. They're going to interpret the tone 
and it may not be how you landed it. But when you're in an, a, a physical situation with them, meaning you're on the phone, you're, you're physically in connection with them some way, you can ask the question, you can land the message, and then you can say, what did you hear me say? What did you hear me say? Because when that happens, then we're pretty, we can hear, oh, that's what they heard me say. Let me shift because that's not what I, what I wanted to say. Like the sky is blue. So we all know the sky is this bluish white color. But if I came to you and said, the sky is yellow. And I said, well, what did you hear me say? You said, I heard the sky is yellow. Well, you, then I, if, if I said that and you didn't agree with me, I could say, what did you hear me say? You say that. And then I catch it. I catch it in the moment. But what did you hear me say? Gives me that, that tone, that content. I can pull it all together and I can shift in a moment. So if you heard me say the sky is orange, but that's not what I meant. I can quickly adjust, but I can do that in person. And people can pick up on my tone. If I say <laughs> the sky is yellow, you know, I'm joking or I'm questioning or I'm laughing about it. So tone matters. And that doesn't often land in an email or a text. So you want to make sure you're doing this feedback. Whenever you're going to deliver interruptive feedback, you do it in a way that people can hear. You do it in a way that people can hear and they can respond to it. So you guys, we have even we're going to pull this all together. We're going to go on a quick break. Then we'll pull it all together about what do we do to increase awareness of the people around us. And just a little bit left of this show. So enjoy this quick break. You're listening to the Kathleen Reeson show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Talk to you in just a second. Are you enjoying the conversations on the Kathleen Reeson show? Kathleen speaks both in person and virtually at companies, conferences, and retreats all over the world. Learn about booking Kathleen Reeson for your next event at KathleenReeson.com. That's KathleenReeson.com. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. And today we've been talking all about how to work with people that are unaware. And if you take nothing else from this show, what I want you to, to receive from this is that there are people who are unaware, meaning they don't know how their impact lands with people around them. And there are people that don't care. And the people that are don't care, get them out of your work environment. Support them in finding somewhere else to thrive, not in your company. And the way to know if they don't care, they're not open to feedback. So when you say you go to interrupt them and support them in seeing how other people are seeing them, how you're seeing them, and they're not open to it, get them out. Like give them a few chances, but if it's repeatable, get them out because that's not something you can change at this point. Now, six months from now or six years from now, could this be different? Sure, but in this moment, get them out. So now we're talking about the people that are unaware who really want to make an impact that's supportive to however people are growing. So when we think about, we talked about those time horizons earlier, when we have somebody's individual vision, when we know where they're headed, that's when we can apply their, the, what I say, what's productive to them. If you say you want to be an actor, I say, 
well, when, when are you going to get the Academy Award? That's how I coach. I'm going to coach into that. And when I see behavior that's not, that's not conducive to that, I'm going to interrupt it. I'm going to interrupt it because they're unaware of the behavior. Like this unawareness is really about blind spots, right? Like just like when you're driving down the road, you guys, we've all been on the interstate and these giant trucks, they have huge mirrors on the side. And on those mirrors, you'll see this little, it looks like a bubble, but a tiny circle mirror. And it is their blind spot mirror. And it just angles at a different way than their big mirror so that they can see these cars where these are pretty long trucks, like semi trucks, what they drive, they're pretty long. And so they have these blind spot mirrors to help articulate what's in the blind spot. But sometimes there's still cars that they can't see. And the danger is that they will turn their turn signal on and move over swift shift lanes while the car is still there, which you know creates frustration for the driver and a really dangerous situation. And that is the exact same thing that happens for us in work and in life. We can't walk around with these glasses with blind spots sitting, you know, sticking out. It's the spot that we don't see. It's when we say, this is where we are and this is where we want to go. The blind spot is the piece that we know something's in our way, but we can't see it. We don't have a word for it. We know we're not getting where we want. So there's something there. But most of the time, everyone around us knows our blind spot. It's so incredibly obvious. We are unaware of our blind spot, but everyone else knows what it is. And wouldn't it be great if people would tap us on the shoulder and say, hey, are you open to feedback? Because I can see your blind spot and I'd love to share that with you. That is the ideal situation. And it's really uncomfortable to hear people tell you your blind spot. I mean, incredibly uncomfortable, yet it's the most empowering space to have people that are willing to tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, I hear your blind spot. So when we talk about unaware to aware, it's not that I can get there on my own. If I'm unaware, I can't get there on my own. I get to have these people that love me enough to tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, I can see your blind spot. Are you open to feedback? So in the case of I say I want to be an actor and I've got a really long time horizon because in 2030, I'm going to be an actor. Then if, if me, Kathleen Reason, wants to be an actor by 2030, I got a lot of blind spots in the way because it's not something that's ever been on my radar before. If this was the goal I was going to declare, I get to put myself in a position where lots of people will be willing to point me on, tap me on the shoulder and say, hey, I see your blind spot. Perhaps you should go to acting skill, school. Hey, I see your blind spot. <laughs> Perhaps you should study some scripts. Hey, I see your blind spot over and over and over again until we can see where we want to go. So then I can move from unaware to aware. So here that unaware to aware can be situational too. I can be totally aware in one situation and totally unaware in another. We all know people like this, where they're so gifted in one area, but then you think, how are they so not gifted in this other area? It's crazy to think about. And yet it happens all the time. So you may have somebody that's really high intellect, but just doesn't know how to support others. 
doesn't know how to coach. I have a friend who runs a company that uh, has very technical employees. And those technical employees, when they're proficient enough, they get promoted to management level roles, which means they are now in charge of the proficiency of someone else. But what happens when a manager doesn't know how to coach? That means they cannot teach because they're only looking at it from their lens. They can't land a message that's heard. I mean, maybe out of dumb luck sometimes. Sure, they can. But, but coaching is about seeing the other person for what's, what's possible for them and standing for that no matter what. It's about going wherever you get to go to evoke that in somebody else, to inspire them to get where they can go. It has nothing to do with me nothing to do with me. And so this is where we want to create awareness with as many people on our teams as possible, because the more awareness they have, the more aware they are of the impact that they have on other people. But it starts with being willing to be that loving interruption to the other person, being willing to tap them on the shoulder. So if you've been listening today and you, you've listened to this entire show, What's the step that you get to take? It's being willing to be that loving interruption. It's being willing to see the person and you've identified they're not in the don't care category because those people are out of here. They're in the unaware category. And we're saying we're going to move them to the aware category. And I'm going to be one person that is willing to offer feedback to them. Feedback that will move them forward to where they want to go. So we have covered so much in this show today, you guys, like like a wealth of information. And this is one of my favorite topics because awareness is a real big challenge in companies and in life, but it's a real big challenge. If this is something that's of interest to you, like, let me know. We can talk way more about this. We've got programs and courses and coaching that support companies in building these coaching-based organizations. So let me know. I'm really easy to get a hold of. Kathleen at KathleenReason.com. And we can talk all about how you can build a coaching-based organization. I'm so grateful today that you spent the time learning about these, this aware don't care, moving out of that don't care space and moving from unaware to aware. There are all kinds of other things past that, but for right now, for this week, what we're focused on is moving our employees to the aware category. Because when we do that, we create the results we want. We increase employee satisfaction. We decrease frustration. We increase morale. All right, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. I will see you next Monday. You're listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Thank you for listening to The Kathleen Reeson Show, pushing the boundaries of leadership. Kathleen Reeson will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Have a great week.